Hello and welcome to Book Circle Online. Today we're going back to the 90s. Full of rock and roll, sex, drugs, parties, and problems with addiction and infidelity. Some of those battles and a myriad of some love triangles going on. We're going to be diving into the Velvet Rose by supermodel and vivacious writer Susan Holmes McKagan, who you may also know as super mom and wife to bases and founding member of Guns N' Roses and the Red Velvet, Dove McKagan. My name is Yasmin Tamras. Let's get right into it. Hello, avid book readers, and welcome to another epic book conversation. Today, we're going to be looking, well, exploring at The Velvet Rose by Susan Holmes McKagan, who is a supermodel, one of the top supermodels of the 90s, who has done so many runways such as for Versace, uh, Chanel, Prada, and is even an entrepreneur with her own swimwear line that is worn by celebrities such as uh, Heidi Klo. Uh, Serena Williams and Stella McCartney so so many more let's welcome Susan Holmes McKagan oh, oh my gosh thank it's you so what exciting a, what a nice intro thank, thank you. you I'm I'm blushing I think <laughs> Well, thank you for being here on Book Circle Online. We really want to talk about the launch of your debut novel, The Velvet Rose. How does it feel? That must be so incredible. <sighs> yes, it, I mean, it is I, there's just so many emotions coming out of me. I just can't even begin to explain. I, it's It's been a labor of love, and I'm tremendously excited, and I'm really proud of the book and the writing, and and it was no small feat. I mean, it literally took me, I think, nine years to complete it. <laughs> so wow. a lot of writing and rewriting and rejection and then tenacity and repitching the book, and it's um, published by Rare Bird, and... Um, it's a it's a really fun, fast paced novel. So I think I know you're gonna love it. It is definitely sure. <laughs> a page turner. Everybody who's listening, you've got to get into this book because it really opens up your eyes on so many different levels. Not just the model industry, but also the rock and roll industry, and especially back in the '90s where it was like the heyday of the supermodel era and like you know fast paced rock and roll. We were talking about this earlier on. It was like such a great era to be in. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Certainly a nod or it pays an homage to the early 90s. I think um, it's particularly fun to revisit that era. It was a great time. I mean, um, America was vibrant. People were making money. Um, it was peace and prosperity. And um, it was when the World Wide Web became public, <laughs> if you can believe that. And can look how that's imagined. <laughs> yeah, that was too shabby. And then... Um, it was probably one of the last real rock and roll bands to um, come out. You know, Nirvana and, the, and certain bands, Pearl Jam, um, mm. with their lasting legacy. And um, not just a song, but, you know, complete albums. And they're still doing so, well, Pearl Jam is still doing tremendously well, you know, selling out stadiums today as are Guns N' Roses. And yeah. and I think people have a hunger and thirst to, to learn and, and read and be entertained by the rock and roll 
rock and roll world more and more. Completely, I completely agree with you. Like, it's 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 one of the best times. Yes, I feel like now as well when you see the reflection of movies, they're delving back into stories of what like what came out in the '90s and revamping them for today. But I just feel like it's never going to be the same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. So much has changed, and I mean, it's great today. Certainly, there's been progressive movement that you know some things have gotten better but I think the rock and roll biopics are just so incredibly huge right now you know you have a star is born bohemian rhapsody Mm -hmm. we have the Elton John um, movie coming out the sex pistols so I think this book entertains um and that you know and that you know spectrum as well but it's it's told through the female point of view it's got a lead female protagonist in the story so it's a different paradigm than the other rock and roll ones out there which are great too but it's it's kind of fun to have a woman's point of view yeah because you really get an insight of the women's psych during that time as well and I must say like reading the book I felt a sense of affinity to it even if this is a different time but there's some you know that heartfelt humanity within what every woman goes as they're growing um, and getting into their careers and trying to develop their love relationship and especially in such industries where it can be so turbulent um so I felt like you've really beautifully written that. Um, I, I must give you kudos for the way that it is written and the format, the perspectives. And I definitely want to get into that. But before we do into your book, um, for the fans, a little bit about your journey as to, you know, becoming such a supermodel, then to a writer, and then, of course, meeting your husband and, and now launching your book. How do you feel you've evolved as a woman during every step of that facet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm blessed. I'm very, very fortunate because um, I was a model in the time of when there were supermodels. And... It was all about the models being on the covers of magazines. And, you know, that's a rare um, thing nowadays. So I was blessed to be in it at that time and experience and be submersed in, you know, all that high fashion world in Paris and London and New York. And and um, and then to go on to becoming a, you know, a wife to Duff, you know, my hubby Duff McKagan and uh, first-handedly getting to witness and experience and go on the road and so many tours. He's been in, you know, some pretty incredible bands from Velvet Revolver, who, you know, won a Grammy mm-hmm. and had, you know, number one hits. And then um, he was also in Jane's Addiction. And then also now, of course, back in the reunion of Guns N' Roses. And we just <laughs> come back from a whirlwind of a tour. It was just, you know... Um, so heartwarming to see so many fans from around the globe you know we just got back from I think 152 shows in 49 countries in two and a half years so and you're still looking like this oh, well thank you, you. Like or anything oh, well for all the listeners you know, out there got the good hair and makeup going but thank you you're very sweet you look fantastic you gotta maintain too today, yourself gotta though thank you <laughs> so pretty thank um you. yeah so I'd be kind of remiss not to have learned um, and seen stories and and lived through experiences and witnessed some pretty incredible things that so many people are always intrigued and want to know more about. So mm-hmm. I kind of blended that and stories with my um, 
my writing, which I've been writing for the Huffington Post for, gosh, almost four years now, and having fun with that, interviewing celebrities and and um, sharpening those tools and 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 you know manifesting stronger writing skills and people skills and. And just sort of combining all of that in the modeling world and being a mom to two daughters and a rock and roll wife and a writer and just a world traveler. So, you know, I I feel so fortunate that I, I just think that this book portrays a lot of the highs and the lows that I personally got to be so lucky enough to be around experience <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and i think it's pretty amazing you know because having the background of being discovered at such an early age as a model at the age of 16 and you know you're really putting it seems you're, you're like you're representing yourself as well to really care and share with the public some of the things that you've experienced and through the Huffington Post, you know, you really are connect, you're bridging a connection there. You're not just modeling, you're writing. And, you know, of course, you also have to balance being a wife and a mother. Of course, it is a tremendous balancing act. But I love it. You know, I I wear many hats. I, you know, I still model. You know, I just had the cover of Maxim magazine yeah. a couple months ago. It's crazy. It's I on never, Instagram. I would have never thought, you know, at my age. <laughs> You know, I'm over 25, obviously, that I was like, okay. Um, um, so it's great. But, but that's what's great about the 90s were great. But I think today's world with there, there's more, there's less boundaries for, you know, modeling, you know, with more ethnicities and plus size girls. And there's not the ageist issues strong of a boundary anymore. So in that way, it's kind of cool to embrace you know, moving forward. But the 90s, again, there was just so many terrific things going on in the world. You know, it was the end of apartheid. It was Eastern European cities were becoming unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a vibrant time to revisit. And I think it's just about the right time. It really to- sounds like that as well. <laughs> you know, it was like the opening crux of something right now. And and right now, we don't really want to get into a political discussion. But no, like, no. you can tell <laughs> there's also something brewing and... And it's very appropriate. And you actually answered my next question there. Oh, really? About, yeah, the okay. 90s versus... We're in sync here, today. aren't we? Yeah, yeah, you're feeling me. You know, what's going Which on? Which is also 90s, right? Like in, in, sync? 90s. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> in sync, okay. in sync. No that, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the Velvet Rose, which is here. The lovely oh. cover is so beautiful. I assume this... I mean, this could be you, or is it, or is it Scarlet? Well, oh, very clever. Oh, it, it, it is both, I'd say. Yes, um, there's a good story behind that cover. It's it's actually a picture of me in the 90s, but it was a snapshot taken at a dear friend of mine, Stephen Sprouse's place in New York City. And for those that might not know Steve, he was the he was um, Andy Warhol's muse, actually. Wow. And he also did all the Louis Vuitton graffiti art. And he used to do all the stage costumes from Debbie Harry to Gwen Stefani and even Axel Rose. So, wow. so, And I was a good friend of his when I was you know, modeling. So I thought I couldn't help but not think of him in the writing of this book because I was dear friends of his in the 90s. It was a picture from the 90s. And he was such an inspiration to me and so many with you know, music and fashion. And then, so we took the 
photograph he sent me, he made it into a postcard, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really sweet because I used to send him postcards. Probably people listening don't know what a postcard is. But anyways. <laughs> Let's hope they this do. newer generation of postcard, you buy it and you can send it to a friend before the emails and texting and all that but um I feel like nowadays you kind of pick up those postcards at hotels if you're lucky and right you yes to take them yeah in the lobby or in your them. room yeah. they always leave one yeah. like oh and you use it to put your gum in it or something, or yeah. something <laughs> but uh yeah so it's very nostalgic and you know um and the artwork is done by Gail Rogers who is an amazing artist who's you know done some pretty incredible artists and celebrities and she kindly let us use that for the book cover yes, so <laughs> it's very beautiful and very appropriate of course giving the time and so just to recap about the book what it is the summary um we have scarlet who is a young girl having to work multiple jobs try in dire desire to get out of her town <laughs> and be in paris and just have a better life right and that and that just can sound very very familiar um and then she gets found by a photographer and the, his approach was pretty interesting which we'll get into at some <laughs> point as well and then she's so enthralled to the point that she goes against her mom wishes and and takes that risk and i think it's kind of her like fairy or so-called fairy godmother mm. aurora that yes. pushes her like you know go for it and yes. she seeks out the photographer she knew where he was going to be without giving away too much she then does become a supermodel and is also a designer designer going around different fashion capitals of the world but along the way she does in the beginnings meet a very special man Johnny part of <laughs> the Westies which is a rock and roll band in its journey of becoming super big and mm. making history as well so there's two you know different perspectives as well that we do see because mainly it is from the protagonist but we also get true Johnny's and the insight. lead female protagonist Scarlett mm-hmm. um it is first narrative, so you feel almost as if you're on that journey with her. She's writing in her journal or diary. And then Johnny, it sort of weaves back and forth his feelings and voice and experiences and hers. So I think it's equally entertaining for the male and the female audience. It's, it's not just a girly book, for yeah. sure. <laughs> it certainly isn't. And, you know, since you've touched upon that, and that's something that I wanted to get into, was why was it important for you to have both perspectives presented? Because it was really well done. At first, I was like, oh, we're getting into Johnny's world. Oh, right yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, isn't it? When yeah. you, you're like, oh, okay. There's a All surprise right. there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want it to be so one-dimensional, and again, I, I myself enjoy reading books that's not just so one-sided. I th- I love reading uh, rock and roll uh, biographies, autobiographies. So I wanted to demonstrate both of their worlds, so you could really know these characters and feel like you're experiencing it with them, and you're on that rock and roll journey, and or the high fashion you know, modeling worlds behind the scene at a Chanel show. Yes. So, which I'm lucky I've been in both of those worlds. So, you know, I'm not just making stuff up. This is really coming from my life. And so it's very authentic. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, since it's a novel, it does have a touch of true realism. And so there's an affinity to you. And so I wanted to see as to the inspiration of it. It's aligned with your journey I'm assuming forgive correct me. Yeah. yeah it is um they say write what you know about so that's what I did I you know 
blended uh, characters and storylines, um, and it's a bit of a Romana Clef. I don't know. Um, I think it'll be fun for readers when they're reading it to kind of guess who's who or, oh, God, I wonder if this story really happened. I bet you it did. Or I remember hearing something, something along those lines. So um, it'll be a lot of fun for readers to try and pull that apart. And, um, yeah, so I don't. I think the people will be really intrigued because I worked very hard on character development. And um, there's definitely identifiable people, um, you know, someone – is going to resonate one of the characters will resonate strongly with one person and etc for another yes um i felt that to be true for sure yes yeah um (laughs) because there were so many different characters and a lot of craziness and everything and (laughs) you're traveling here and there a lot of traveling that's the other fun part because it really is an escape book and i think with all this crazy stuff going on right now it's nice to feel kind of a a light fun you know feel good coming-of-age story, mm-hmm. but it's relatable in that, you know, it's sort of like, you know, almost famous. You know, the characters are yes. younger, but adults will love it, too. So. And, and it's super relevant, I feel, right now. And going into the character development, um, Johnny, as an example, you know, you can see how the turbulences of the rock and roll industry, but also the against going the father's wishes. And was there anything that you untangled there as well from like maybe Dove's experience oh, sure. or someone. You know it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of, um, you know, pulling personal stories and experiences and the in a novel, however, typically the arc of a story takes place during a 12-month period. So I had to work with a beginning, middle, and end and mm. that arc. So that's why I had to blend various, you know, storylines and and making it concise and, you know, a lot of cliffhangers and page turning and fast paced and a lot of traveling. So I did I just thought, you know, in this day and age for someone to pick up a book, really take the time to purchase it and read it. It better be very entertaining, really fun. There's a lot of humor in the book too. It kind of has a, a, a bit of a homage to spinal tap. <laughs> Yeah. So there's, there's some, some silly stuff. Yes, yeah, actually, a lot. Yeah, especially the band. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I hope it to be you know enjoyable for people that enjoy. I would say in a feature film aspect, sort of like a reality bites, Winona Ryder Ooh. dynamic. Ooh, meets, can we please yeah. get a feature of her or something? Or oh like yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be so fun to watch. It really, would. having the parallel of those two worlds and everything that goes on around it, and there was so much detail to it as well. You know, when they were based in Los Angeles and you could really tell, like, you knew which places to oh, yeah. pull into this book as well. So I really enjoyed it. I want to get into um, top three favorite moments of oh. Velvet Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, but I can also, you know, tell you my first one is... Okay, then, yeah, please then, tell me okay, yours. So I'll tell I'm you curious mine, to hear and yours. Then you tell me yours. Okay, <laughs> so then you have a moment to think about it. But, okay. okay, so Aurora, I loved her as a character. Of course, she's like this fairy godmother. And I loved how she said this moment, some stole kisses from me. Soon you'll know the difference. What do you think your Prince Charming will look like? Um, 
when Scar- Scarlett goes on to describe marrying an artist and a rock and roller who rides around the house, maybe even songs for her, admires her, and like they watch movies together, and it's just such a cute, envisioned thing. And so I kind of wondered that, and I'm not positioned to that detail of that fantasy as well. Yeah, I wondered if you ever had a strong vision like that. Oh, sort of a, a visionary. She's sort of like yeah. the 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 orb or um, the mentor to Scarlett. Yes. Sure. I mean, I'm. I'm lucky. I had quite a few. I'd like Stephen Sprouse. You know, he mentored me in a lot of ways when, when I was a young model living in New York City, and you know, we would go to fashion shows or concerts together, or the park and hang out and talk about fashion. Or um, so I'm. Yeah, I I've definitely come across some just incredibly inspiring artistic people like yourself so oh, thank you look yeah. how amazing <laughs> you are too adorable and um i appreciate that <laughs> <Not blushing>. uh, <laughs> like this red rose over here <laughs> i'm impressed by how much how much you are familiar with the book because it's not even out yet it comes out april 16th right it's the official launch day of course yes. it's available for pre-order now and it's going great. And that launch is also going to be quite exciting, which I also want to touch upon just a little later. Oh, yes. Um, um, so also just going back to that moment of Aurora having said that and Scarlett having a vision of a man, did you ever have that vision as well? Of, ending of course. Up with a rock and roller? Yeah, you have to. I don't know. For me, I, I was somehow attracted to creative people um, and... Um, I love music, of course. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, I mean, a dirty rocker boy. I, I'm like, okay, game over. No, I'm just kidding. No, Gotta but my husband's actually, yeah. He looks, he looks kind of, you know, like dirty rocker boy on the outside, but on the inside, he's got a heart of gold, and he's incredibly intelligent. You know, he went back to school. He got all A's. He was on the dean's list. Like, oh, wow. who are you? You're like GNR guy, and then like dean's. Seamless, you know, super smart smart guy student, you know, getting your degree again. So, yeah, um, yeah, he he definitely inspired me. And, you know, he was, you know, I got a good one. I'm so lucky. I see that. (laughs) When I see your pictures, I just think this is such a perfect matching couple. You see the love for each other. Yeah, you really elevate each other. Um, Another moment that. I'm blushing. Oh, this is the blush fest. This is the blush fest. Yeah, it's the rose. It's, uh, it's, it's the blushing the, rose. The velvet rose. Yeah. Um, so another moment which I thought was uh, very interesting was Franco Giovanni's approach to Scarlett. Um, Giovanni. Giovanni. <laughs> I actually had to do the Audible reading because it's going to be an audiobook on Audible coming out soon. And I had to do the test for it. And so I'd really get into character. And they were like, we were very impressed by your Italian speaking. But unfortunately, I didn't get the part. But I'm glad the person (laughs) that got it did because she's a professional narrator. She's done like, you know, um, Gloria Steinem's book and won awards. So I'm like, yeah, let's let's give it to the pros there. Oh, well, I could listen to you right now all day. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, um, hey, just let me borrow a little bit of that accent, though, please. And I loved, there were some British moments in this book as Oh, yeah. Well. Obviously, yes. very appropriate to rock and roll. Yes, absolutely. Um, but Franco Giovanni's approach, um, it was also like at a very tender age that Scarlett was at, coming from a small town and then taking that risk of not really knowing who he was, if he was legitimate or not. Um, did you ever have a moment like that yourself? Did Absolutely. You- when, you know, as a young, beautiful lady, 
You're going to have some randoms approaching you and, you know, quite possibly they could be 100% legit or completely not at all and just going in to figure out how to pick you up or, you know, you just never know with people, right? So how were you able to sift through those? Well, let's see. Um, I... I don't know. I guess this is a good question to bring up because I have daughters and and they're models. um, And there's definitely, you know, tips I've told them to watch out for or, you know, even going on a job, you know, even if it's through your modeling agency, you know, you got to make sure. Well, in this day and age, you can't get away with as much. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of good and graceful because, you know, you can always Google them and, you know, see their business credentials and accolades or if, you know. They are truly professional and, you know, you can't get away with stuff like you used to back then because, I mean, there was some scary trips I'd been on back in the day. You know, you go overseas, they take your passport or, you know, on and on and on. There's just so many nightmare stories that I don't think you could get away with nowadays. Thank God. But, you know, definitely going to the, you know, appropriate modeling agencies they all have their open model call days and go in and just bring up several pictures and be natural and be yourself and you know you can't go wrong with Mm -hmm. someone that's been in the business for a long time and and knows a ton of people and the right people and you know are extremely professional about it yeah so you should really seek advice through those people that are within the industry already and, um, you know, I think that's, you know, a great point that you're making. And I was wondering as well how it was back in those days. Yeah, it oh, it was have been hard. so much sketchier, for sure. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of, um, well, especially overseas, because they're these really, really yeah. young girls. And, you know, they're not, they're naive. And, um, you know, there's older men and, you know, you they just, they just be- you know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, like, because... You have to be careful. I mean, you have to be careful anywhere you go, but yeah. any, any age, of course. But, you know, you just... Um, my mom came with me, actually, when I was 16, 17, 18, and I was lucky that she came. But for those that are on their own, you know, always go out. Don't ever go out alone. Go with the group and make sure you check in on your phone where mm-hmm. you're at all the time and... and uh you know, so not quite common what, sense. Not yeah. quite what Scarlett did in the end. Like. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen to Scarlett. She <laughs> in, in that she, form. <laughs> yeah, she kind of. Yeah, we won't give it entirely away because it's a good good cliffhanger. Yeah. But but it is a good prelude to like got to tune in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Read the book. Well, because she, she's a very strong <laughs> woman. I mean, she does hold her stance, even if she did take that risk. But, you know, she she did make it ultimately. Um, but there was a very interesting, this is my final moment, um, of the, it's a funny, like it's a very sarcastic and funny and slight serious hint to it as well um, with the music video director first up. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sven, I think, right? Is uh, his name? Yes. Yes. And then. He's a total character, this guy. Oh, yeah. I, you must have met a Sven in your life somewhere, right? Oh, per se. Oh, God, there's too many <laughs> out there where I'm like, it's a shame that they're still out there. Yes, like, yes. Wow. And why, yeah, especially back in the day when they would shoot these, you know, rock videos, you know, it was all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and the more salacious and the more nakedness and girls you know the better so yeah it goes there <laughs> i mean it just shows um scarlet's character of 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 being smart about it because he did request something that shouldn't be requested and she goes mm. well 
you show me yours, you know? And then yes. it's just like, yes. okay, well, you're off this job. Well, hey, you know, you maintain <laughs> your integrity then. Right. And I think that was a very beautiful way of portraying a strong woman within, you know, that That's sphere. That's true. That I mean, I like I said, I have daughters, and this is a great book. I mean, the mom will have fun reading it, and the daughter will have fun the husband the whole family's gonna enjoy this book because it's coming of age but it's not just for young you know 20 somethings because it resonates you know the rock and roll side you know any any i feel i felt like any because i'm not within well i'm not in modeling or rock and roll but i still felt an affinity to it because it's still you know growing coming of age no matter what industry you're going into Right, um, and right. Finding love and making that work somehow with all the turbulences and exactly. Distances. I always say it's sort of the earnest generation of an authentic '90s uh, coming of age story. It's um, at the end of the day, it's kind of a rock and roll love story, it is. wouldn't you say? It's sort of like a Sid and Nancy, or um, it, you know, it definitely pulls at the heartstrings, and you're rooting for certain people, and there's definitely some villains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have to read the book in order to know <laughs> the twists and turns and the villains and yes the, yes that's, that's some shady <laughs> yeah so you know it, it i i think it's very fast-paced it's not boring i can guarantee that yes and it moves very quick and um it's just a lot of fun and you know, that whole 90s thing is just so big right now. So, And there's so much good fashion. I really had to research a ton of fashion and really, um, you know, have it be exactly precisely on the money. So any fashionistas out there, you're going to extra dig it, you know, from like she wore the canary yellow boucle oh, yeah. Chanel suit from the, you know, spring, summer, 92 collection. Like everything in there is. And then she painted like details <laughs> and everything and having her launch event. Of, it was right, just right. phenomenal. Like I could just envision it because of the way that you wrote it. Yeah. You know, like you used some really powerful words as well to describe it. Yeah, that's the the, the the thesaurus came an extra handy. I will say that was one of my best friends. <laughs> you know, you become you're a professional wordsmith, and you want to just you know keep people inspired and and want to encourage them to read and write. So I yes. hope after reading my book, you know, someone else might want to. Hey, you know what? I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, maintain such a great breadth of vocabulary. To be honest, um, because there's a lot of words that people don't really use nowadays, mm. and that should be used. I felt <laughs> very true. Well, there's, I, your speaking language and your writing language true. can be completely different, and. Um, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of five dollar words in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and going into basically, you know, you've you you mentioned you had been writing the book over the course of nine years. Mm. Um, so how long? I mean, how long had you been toying with the idea of putting That's, something out there like that? Yeah, it was a very long process. Initially, I was asked actually by someone who worked on the book and movie, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, oh. actually approached me, and she's like you should write a book. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm a swimsuit designer. I don't, I'm not a writer. And she's like, no, you can do it. Anyone can do it. You just really have to work on it. I can tell, you know, you're a creative person, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So she said, just try it. Just, you know, put pen to paper and, you know, just like a journal, write your thoughts. And so I did. And that was a long time ago. And the story's changed 
immensely since then. And but I was will thank her for at least believing in me. And then, you know, and then but then cut to I don't want people to think, oh, yeah, just write down a journal and poof, you have a book because um, it was certainly not the case. And there is a lot of rejection, just like there was in modeling. You know, for every job you get, there's, you know, 10, 15 jobs you don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, so same in writing. Um, you know, you you come up with a proposal. So it's two chapters, an outline, and an overview. And you include your bio. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you get that completed and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to be dying over this. And then you send it out. And um, just like TV shows, um, you know, each uh, publisher has their own tone. Mm -hmm. So just like each network has their own tone. So you're not going to fit. Not obviously not everyone's going to love you. And, you know, one might be like, you know, I think there wasn't enough 90s in it. I want to hear Doc Martens. I want to hear. You know, she went to the blockbuster. I went, and then you change it, and then you resend it to another one, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is way overkill in the '90s." So, <laughs> just when you you know please one, then it's very subjective. So you do go through a lot of rejection. You just have to have perseverance. You have to believe in yourself. Really work on your characters. Work on their narrative. Work on your writing. Get as many opinions as possible. And when you do get those rejections, I mean, I heard something like J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. was rejected 45 times before Harry Potter. So, yeah. you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she was pretty much homeless when she was Was writing. she really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, and I, I love that you shared that because, you know, you would think having such a track record like yourself and then also being married to a super rock star, it's like you would think that potentially it might be easier, but it really isn't. It doesn't, mer- like, you don't, you're not credited or merited for being the iconic model that you are, you know, Mm. your history and your career, like you really got to work for it still, regardless if you're, you know, a new author and and whatever realm you're trying to get into. Precisely. And sometimes I think it it can actually work even more against you because I don't know about you, but when you think of like supermodel, you don't think of like genius writer right off the bat. So you can kind of go against um, stereotypes just like, you know, other, you know, things in our society. So sometimes you have to pull it in even harder I think it can be more challenging because of that. Do you think then it just came into my mind because four years ago you started Huffington Post. So is that something that made you kind of feel like, you know what, this is what I'm going to get into right now. I'm going to prove the world that I am a great writer. Yeah. I mean, it certainly helped, you know, bring up my writing chops and give me more confidence and, um, yeah, with each column I wrote, it would get that much a little bit tiny more stronger. And um, just reading a lot, reading brilliant authors. I loved reading reading Ernest Hemingway, Maya Angelou, you know, the Michelle Obama book. You know, just yeah. read as much as possible because you will become a better writer by being an avid reader for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, I was just... I'm one of those people when I put my mind to something and I really want to finish it through, I'm going to finish it through. <laughs> That's why I so, feel the closest. Anyone can do it. You. I'm the same. Yes. If I can it's do it, so you can true. do it too. Exactly. Whatever you, whatever it is that you're seeking out to accomplish, it's just, you know, you're going to get a lot of rejection. You have to build a thick skin because mm-hmm. if not, you're just never going to make it, people. What doesn't kill you yes. makes you stronger. <laughs> yes. You grow within that darkness yeah. and, you know, whatever. And I, I love to hear the constructive criticism I wasn't one of those ones my literary agent in New York would be like well we got in the latest info and 
do you want me to tell you? I'm like, yes, I do, because I want to know. I'm curious. I thought it was great. Why wouldn't, you know, and, yeah. you know, of course you think your own stuff is amazing. But, you know, obviously these people, you know, have been doing have it a long time view. and, you know, they see it through a different paradigm, et cetera. So I welcome it, you know, and I just, you, get, you cannot take it personal and it's subjective, you know. Exactly. And you can just learn from it. Take it or leave it, but yeah. learn from it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> going about lessons a little bit, as you've mentioned, your daughters, you know, both of them are also following the path of the modeling industry as well as rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> I have one model. Well, and fashion designer. She's currently going to school in New York and she's just uh, this one's May. She's my 18-year-old, and she's been commissioned to design her first clothing line while she's a freshman in college and then modeling a ton. She's just – she did the Rihanna Fenty lingerie campaign and billboards in Times Square to um, – let's see. She just did Glossier, which you probably know. It's the millennial yeah. huge <laughs> makeup line that's cool. And that's amazing. Urban Outfitters. She's done a lot of cool stuff and traveling and she's having fun. And plus that's such a great education in and of itself when you're um, behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera. So she's getting both dynamics. And then my other daughter, Grace, is in a band, The Pink Slips. So it's mm-hmm. all males and she's the female singer and they're called The Pink Slips. So it's kind of cute. I love that. That the males as well are <laughs> yes. in it and it's like The Pink Slips. Yes. Lead. Female lead. <laughs> and she's going on tour. She toured all last summer. She she went to the UK and Scotland and Ireland and Europe and they've opened f- uh, recently for Alice in Chains on tour and they're opening for Killing Joke which is punk rock oh, legends wow. and um oh, wow they did some gnr shows they opened for l7 this all-girl sort of punk rock band that was huge in the 90s actually so it was neat that they came full circle there yeah. but she's very enigmatic um singer and front woman and beautiful and she models too sometimes yes well you both must be very proud as parents you and dove and so i'm curious to know as to what do you and, and this is also in reflection of the stories that we are presented with in in the Velvet Rose. What do you worry about for both of your children when they're out there, knowing you know what goes on within these industries? Oh yeah, yeah. There's been some sleepless nights, but I guess at the end of the day, you can just only hope that you instilled within themselves that inner voice to know right from wrong. And I I really believe wholeheartedly they they do know right from wrong. I mean, they. They went to great schools, so that's good. You know, they were surrounded by, you know, wonderful teachers and other outstanding families and children. But Duff and I, we might on the exterior look like these crazy, like, model rocker, like, Adams Family people. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> we're the, very beautiful uh, Adams Family people. <laughs> on the inside, we're really, really quite normal. And, and uh, we take pride in that because I, I – I mean, Duff's backstory is, you know, he almost died. His pancreas, like, exploded. And, you know, if he had one more drink of alcohol, he would have died, literally. So, you know, he got a second chance. And he, you know, is gracious for that. And, you know, I have – I've been through a lot, you know. um, Not like that, but (laughs) – But still. But, you know, I didn't grow up with, you know, a wealthy family or, you know, um, I was – lucky you know I had just a nice normal upbringing and but you know I didn't grow up with money or you know I just really wanted it I wanted to be able to travel and see other parts of the world and learn other cultures and languages and taste other foods and 
just meet other people. And I really worked hard and, and the modeling thing didn't click right away. I had a lot of rejection there too. And, um, just keeping at something and, and then hopefully I've taught our girls, if nothing else, just to believe in themselves, believe in their inner voice, um, feel confident about yourself. And, you know, I also think it's really important to listen to that voice in your head because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I would beat myself up kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, and we still kind of mentally, emotionally, like, (laughs) Oh, you you blew it. Or, Oh, you should have did that. Or, you know, be kind to yourself because it really does make a difference how you think and, you know, how you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just humans. Every day is a new day. And a new chance, a new chance <laughs> to be good, do good, spread the joy. You know, <laughs> you know, some days are better than others, obviously. Yes. But you know, just keep on trucking. Yes, I love that. <laughs> You've ha- you have to, especially once you have the opportunity of living and surviving still whilst you're breathing. Um, just to recap, as uh, the Velvet Rose, what is the main focus? What is the main takeaway that you would like your readers to have from your novel, and then? Because I forgot, like the three your three favorite oh, moments. Oh, okay. And you can maybe even just say the chapter name, just oh, if you don't okay. want to give away too um, much. Let's see. So I think the the some of the highlight moments for me would be well, I love Aurora too. You brought up a really good one because she's kind of a secret weapon character because people know the obvious like, obvious ones, you know, like lead female protagonist Scarlet. Like she's, you know, you feel like you know her and you're rooting for her and she's you know, going through all these crazy things. And then Johnny, obviously, he's like this hot, young rock icon guy in the making. And like, how does that happen? Um, but I love all the silly um, rock and roll stories in there from the pranks that all the guys play on each other all the time because a lot of those are really true. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I'm very shocked you have to read it because it is insane. There's a lot of fun to that. There's, like, oh, my gosh. Um, Because I feel like nowadays a lot of the bands on tour, they don't get to experience that the same way because it's – well, first of all, they don't build bands like they used to. It's like you get a song and then next a lot of times. And then so, you know, these are – these are bands that, you know, they developed albums and they were on tours on the road and tour buses and private jets. And, you know, a lot can happen. <laughs> a lot. And there's so much pressure to all that yes. demand. Yeah. Wow. So I like the humor that's um, injected in the story that I think is kind of fun. Um, and I also like that it just kind of demonstrates just the main arc of the story is showing, you know, how you put your mind to something you can do it and there really is love in the world and it really can happen and you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find that prince and you have to just go through a lot of embarrassing and like wretched moments really yes (laughs) you know that's why I like the book too because it's kind of unvarnished and it's kind of a warts and all like okay just it's a front row seat of fun debut I mean I'm holding nothing back and I can do that because I think someone once told me actually you can tell more about a story or a person through a novel than you could almost through an autobiography because in autobiography you have to be so completely safe and you have fences and you can't really tell the story that you need to tell or 
things that, like that. So in that way, this is a lot of fun, too. <laughs> that's a very interesting um, point that you say, because I, I must say, and that's why I didn't want to overstep anything in the beginning when I was curious as to how much aligned it was to your life, because I really felt like I was vicariously reading or slash living through you. Even oh, though good. I didn't I'm know glad you, you said that. I felt that way, <laughs> yes. And then it made me feel like I really want to get to know you so much more, Aww. because I felt so like close and personal somehow. Well, that's and, great. Yeah. I love that takeaway that you were getting because <laughs> I wanted people to feel like you're reading, you know, a journal or diary. So there's a little SJP in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sex in the City fun. <laughs> you know, you can feel like you're hanging out with one of your girlfriends and, really you is. know, all her just, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, moments. Oh my God, moments. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But definitely to answer your question on the takeaway, I think that this book you know, really resonates and is relatable to people who have had the courage to champion their dreams, especially unconventional dreams, whether, you know, you're a journalist or a newscaster or a model or a musician or an artist, um, because this demonstrates, you know, just the relatability factor and just all the fun highs and lows. And I just think it you know, gives you a little boost of confidence and makes you not feel so isolated. It really does. I love that. And um, just a couple of last questions, seeing that the launch is coming up very soon, April 16th. Yes. The official launch is April 16th, but you can buy it on pre-order now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Book Soup, The Strand, and on and on and on and on. But I am going to be at the um, on Tuesday, April 30th at 7 o'clock. Tuesday, April 30th, 7 o'clock at Book Soup, Book Sunny Event, and Duff, Duff McKagan, my hubby of Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver, little, hello, the Velvet Rose, the book. Sorry, I know, I I Uh, picked that one up. (laughs) Will um, be my moderator. He's doing my Q&A because he's been there, and he's also a great writer. He has two books out, you know, New York Times bestseller, and he did Sean Penn's last uh, book, he was his moderator, yeah. so he's really good at that. So I'm lu- I'm really lucky that he like and and I've missed Jay Alexander doing my moderator, you know, from America's Next Top Model yes. and LGBTQ ambassador in New York at the Strand on April third or no April sixteenth at seven o'clock. Amazing, so. but also there's a vinyl to it from the Westies. Yes. Oh my gosh, you really did your research. I love that because that's a limited edition. There's right? only so many pressed, so it's a seven inch vinyl, and um, it's um, it's from the storyline in the book from Johnny and the Westies. They're you know the Westies is the actual band name, sort of like um, almost famous. They had a band in there. Um, my gosh, I forget the name, um, but it's a fictional band, but. The cool thing is, are these are two songs that have never been released before, never heard, and it might have someone named Duff on it, might have somebody named Slash on it, and that some other notable cool. musicians. So. Yeah, I'm dying to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the vinyl on uh, your social media, so I thought that oh, was a very also has, cool idea. Um, Puffy, the drummer from Faith No More, who's you know oh, wow. big today, but also mega in the '90s. So it. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool symbiosis, though, like the way that it's been put together and then yeah. being showcased. I love that. Um, and another amazing thing about the book is that proceeds go towards a charity. Correct. Talk Thanks. About that. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to do all this, but at the end of the day, it's really important about giving back. And so I'm 
you know, on a, I'm living on a GNR airplane and in a hotel or, you know, traveling here and there. So unfortunately, I don't always have time to like sit on a board and be on a charity and, and give back. So I thought this would be a neat way to kind of combine the two and have my creative outlet and I could be on tour with Duff sometimes and then have a portion of the proceeds go to Music Cares Foundation, which is a really outstanding cause. They've helped some of our personal friends that we know. It's um, a really wonderful cause. It's a branch of the Recording Academy, the Grammy Grammy. Grammys. Grammys. So mm-hmm. it's super legit. You know, they have to be so careful because, you know, some of these charities, you just you never not know. sure. Yes. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. one, obviously, you can wholeheartedly trust and know. And they really, truly help, you know, not just uh, those battling addiction, but um, people um, needing financial help in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, HIV, AIDS. Um, they help with counseling um, so it's a really wonderful cause, and it, it just feels good to do my part to help and do something there and give back. That's truly phenomenal. I'm very thoughtful. I mean, look at what a superwoman you are. I love that, you know, Aww. that you do, that, you. as you mentioned, you're here, there, everywhere, can't be part of a board, but this is your way of giving back as well. And not just sharing an incredible story, but also, like, dedicating some of that to um, the ones who need help and support. So that's really wonderful and very important to share as a message. So so finally, um, before we let you go, from model, designer, writer, supermom, wife, and <laughs> swimmer line as well, what's next for you? Or oh what my are you gosh. excited about this year? <sighs> well, next is this big book tour. So I'm excited for, you know, Book Soup coming up and The Strand. And then I'm going to Seattle, Elliott Bay. Um, actually, on the 13th, I'll be there. And then in La Jolla, Warwick's Books. Um, and... I've been in a meeting uh, already um, with this possibly going to a feature film. So we'll yes, see. Yes, I don't know. That yes. would be like dream goal, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's make that um, happen. Manifest I mean, it. <laughs> we've got Stars Born, like I said, Bohemian Rhapsody, all these cool biopics. They need to have a female you know, point of view, I think, could be neat. 100%. Especially it was the year of female. Did you not watch the Oscars? Oh, yeah. It was like. Women killing it. Yeah. I love that. And that needs to happen more, more, more. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Book Circle Online, sharing your story as well as your novel. Yes. And we can can follow you on social media. Yes, please. I'm living on social media for those that don't know me or follow me. So I'm Susan Holmes McKagan on Instagram. There you go. And on Twitter, it's at Sue. Holmes McKeegan? Yeah, it's too long. It wouldn't fit otherwise. Oh, so really? I had to they, shorten they it had to Sue. On your name? But you can call me Sue. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. Is there anything else you want to share finally mm. before we let you go? No, I just want to say thank you so much. What an incredible interview. And thank I really you. appreciate it. It's been a fun time. Thank well, you. It's been a great pleasure having you. You're a really phenomenal woman, making strides and inspiring young girls or anybody out there. So thank you for being here. <laughs> All right, that's it. Catch that's you soon again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, 
join the circle.